Hello, food bloggers. What is up today? How are you doing? Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will help move the needle forward in your business. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 256 with Lauren Runyon. This is part two of a series we are doing on comfort zones and talking about how to get out of our comfort zones in order to grow and learn and move into whole new areas of our businesses. Today, specifically, we are going to cover the topic of money and how we can so easily get stuck with money because we get stuck in those comfort zones of thinking, I can't afford this. I'm not worthy of charging that amount of money. And there are so many other things we want to talk about inside the episode. So I will let you tune into that. Thank you for joining us. This is such a good episode. I love talking about money. I think it's so important. We don't talk about this topic enough. So I hope that you enjoy it as well. Welcome to episode two of the Comfort Zone podcast series I'm doing with the amazing Lauren. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me again on this episode today to talk about money. Yes, very happy to be here with you again, having a chat about these comfort zones. Yes. So in our first episode, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it because in that one, we define what this means. It can be kind of a confusing term, changing your comfort zone, going into discomfort, And that sounds really scary, but go back and listen to that and then come back and listen to this where we're going to dive into money and how we should be thinking past our comfort zones. Oh, this is a big one for me, like going into those scary money places, which can actually help us to reap the financial rewards. Between you and I, Lauren, we can maybe just define again, like what this comfort zone is, what it means, what we're talking about in regards to money specifically. Do you want to start off with that? All right. So comfort zones and money, this is a really awesome topic. And I actually learned about about it as I was gathering more information for it. And so I think, you know, comfort zones in general is just when we start to live our lives in this complacent place. And it happens naturally because our brains like us to be really safe. And it can happen within our lives and our jobs and our relationships, but for sure in our money. And it's a problem or I see as an issue when it is like we're yearning for more. So we're talking about money today when we want to be making more money, but we, I think, have these comfort zones on money and for sure are not aware of them. And so we're definitely going to dive into that later. But I think that within those comfort zones of money lies your money mindset. And money mindset to me is just the beliefs that you have around bringing in money, like making it, saving it, you know, where it comes from. Is it easy to get? What do you think about money mindset and uh, the comfort zones for money? Money is a big one because I feel like, you know, we all have, we all need money and we all need to survive. We need to buy food and we've got this pressure to pay our rent or our mortgage and all of the bills. And so I feel like this is such a big topic because it does come with a lot of pressure I believe, and maybe you can add to this, Lauren, that some of us stay in our comfort zones because of that pressure. We feel it and then we stress about it. We overthink it. We worry. I mean, this is a common problem in our country. Um, And it's like this endless cycle and we get stuck, right? So we get stuck in that zone of just comfort. 
we almost get comfortable complaining too. Like, I don't know about you, but I have plenty of people in my life. I used to be one of them, so I'm not judging. I think most of us at some point have been at this place where we're just like complaining about the same things over and over regarding money. Like, whatever your story is, everyone has a different story. If you listen closely, you can kind of pinpoint, oh, there with that. But I was just talking to somebody last night and I hadn't talked to her in many years. And she started saying something about money and I it triggered me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the same thing that she used to say about money 10 years ago. And it was just, it's funny how we carry those things. And I don't even know if she knows it, but we do carry these stories with us through our lives until we're kind of smacked in the face with this reality that you don't need to carry those stories with you. You can, re- you can rewire yourself and rewrite those stories and actually start moving out of that zone of being comfortable with whatever situation you're in, even if it's like perceived negative. So complaining about money or just putting it out there that you don't have enough. There's never enough. I can't pay the bills. I can't go on vacations. Whatever your story is, that in my mind is considered comfort. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think the biggest thing when it comes to money comfort zones is that people are not aware that they have money beliefs, (laughs) period. You know, I think that they... I believe, and I speak from experience and from myself prior to learning a lot about this, is that you believe your money situation is a result of your external circumstances. And the reality is, whether you like it or not, money is energy and money is an exchange of energy. And the money you bring into your life and attract into your life is based off of the energy that you're putting out there. If we have thoughts of not having money or Oh, even something, it doesn't even have to be a lack of money. You could always say that's too expensive for me, or I could never afford that. That's going to continue to create that in your life. And that is a limiting belief and a comfort zone that you have within money. And I think that we can have these comfort zones. um, You know, I said this about like, how much you make, but also like the minimum you are comfortable having in your checking account. Like maybe you're okay with having $5 in your checking account and that's why you keep dropping it down to $5. You don't ever have money because you're super comfortable having it at $5, you know, or like it could be that way or it could be like the the reverse and you could have something like as far as uh, how much you're willing to invest or how much you're willing to charge or um, all of it, All of it stems from the thoughts you currently have about it based off of the beliefs that you've brought with you from childhood, essentially, you know, whoever your caregivers were that you were raised around is where you developed a lot of this money mindset. And um, one of the things that I read that I thought was really helpful, because it's not only the things, and I think we can talk about this in in a minute, it's not only the things like... I, that you have to work really hard for money. Like that's definitely a limiting belief in a money mindset thing. It's also like how you grew up is what developed these financial comfort zones. And if you think about it, how this hardwired, what your beliefs are, if you grew up very wealthy, your comfort zone around money is very different than somebody who did not grow up very wealthy. Like you would be very used to investing a lot of money and you would be very used to spending $600 on a sweater, you know, like your comfort zone on all of those things is very different than someone who did not grow up really wealthy and they had to shop at like consignment shops and like 99 cents, you know, that's a very different mindset. And what you have to realize (laughs) when it comes to that is that you can change it just because you grew up that way doesn't mean that you have to continue 
thinking the same way all of your life and you can change it at any point. That's such a powerful sentence right there. You can change it at any point. And it seems like kind of ridiculous. When I first heard that concept, I was like, really? I mean, I have a lifetime here of all of these crazy money beliefs. And I was finally to the place where I was aware of them. But when I thought about the fact that I could actually like change them, I was like, what? That's so cool. But you touched on so many cool things, Lauren. Like, it's not just about like how much money you're making or how much money you have, but it's so much more than that. It's the words you say about what you can and can't afford. I loved your example of do you have $5 in your banking account? Is that what you're comfortable with? Because if it is, that's going to keep happening until you get past that comfort zone and start getting uncomfortable. And this also affects like what you are asking people to give you. Are you charging like $10 for a course that should be $600? You know, like, are you comfortable with $10? Then that's all you're ever going to get until you really dig into this. Also, I just think that this can so directly impact your life and also your business, what you start to kind of magnetize and attract in. Um, that vibe, that money vibe that you put out totally comes back to you. So I am so excited to talk about this. I would like to say a really good quote that like talks about why you need to move out of your comfort zone. <laughs> and it's from a money book. And this this book is from, or this quote is from the book Energy of Money. And it says, you may come to see that any distress you experience in the face of d- difficulty is a measure of your courage as you move outside your comfort zone. It's a sign of how much you're stretching beyond your present capacities or place in life. It shows you you are expanding both your skills and your strength. And that's from a money book. (laughs) And there are also like, to kind of go along with that, like there are so many resources, like there are so many books and resources that dive into this. There are programs. I mean, there, you name it, you can find it. If you do feel like you really need help in this area, there are so many resources that can help you. Hopefully this episode kind of helps you dig into that. Um, But what are some ways to like start noticing what you're saying about money? Like obviously self-talk, what are the things you say over and over? Like, are you saying, oh, I can't afford that or we don't have the money for that or like what it, because I feel like everyone has those lines, right? Like if I think back to my family, I know exactly what my mom said and exactly what my dad said. And those are the things that stuck in my head. Um, But beyond like just noticing what we're saying and thinking, what are some other ways that we can start to just really be aware of where we stand Mm -hmm. with money? Well, I think to add to a couple more of those limiting beliefs that you were saying, I talked a little bit earlier about uh, like thinking, do you think money is really hard to come by? I think that's a huge one. And that's one that meaning, well, A, like money doesn't grow on trees. You know, people probably grew up with that saying a lot. And that means money is hard to come by that. And then is it that you believe that you have to work really hard for your money? And I read something that was really good and it compared someone who doesn't work super hard for their money versus someone who does. So you have someone who's very wealthy, who obviously did work very hard to get that money that they have for the wealth, but they also invest a lot of money. Like that's a big key in in wealth is investing and investing is not hard work, but you're making a crap ton of money or there's potential to make a ton of money within that. That's making, that is not the same amount of energy 
that you put into maybe someone who is is like a a cement worker who has to pave the roadways for us to drive on. That's really freaking hard work. And it's not comparable in wage at all to what a huge stock would make versus somebody's day's wage, you know, who's laying cement on the ground. And so shifting your money mindset from like having to work really hard for money and that money doesn't grow on trees, like those were two very big ones for me to have to work through. Um, And then trusting that money always comes in. Like this is not something I had in my notes, but this has been the biggest breakthrough for me. And, And I think it's important to talk about because when I first started learning about this and just kind of dabbling in with money, like when I first started, our money situation was not good. Like literally $5, you know, like it would be, okay, cool. We have no money. And I, you know, I would always be like, oh, we need to budget. And, we'd, and I would always be saying we don't have enough money. And I would constantly be worried about, like if I figured it out on paper, we didn't have enough money coming in. Yet money always came in. I always paid the bills. It always worked out. And it took me a very long time to realize that was happening. It always worked out. And once I realized that, I leaned more into, okay, if that always happened then, this is how I use that in my mindset now. So right now, like my goal is to make 10K months. I don't know how I'm going to make 10K next month, but I don't need to because I have it now, you know? And I know and I trust because in the past it always came in that it's going to come in next month. And shifting into like a place of trust, I think is really important when it comes to your comfort zones around money, like expanding that comfort zone. Yeah, that is so powerful. And I do think that when you're doing that, you really, really have to believe it. Like what you did with, you know, the $10,000 months. Um, And for me, in the past, I've done the same thing. I've done the same sort of thing where I'm like, okay, I'm going to have an X number of dollar a month. And I know that I've had it in the past. So I know I see on paper that it happened. I know it can happen. So I know it can happen again. And what I've started to do recently is increase that number. And just like, you've got to have so much faith. Like I know, like I believe this is going to happen you've got to say it and you've got to freaking like know it in your heart that it's going to happen. And when you do that, it will happen. And if you are doing the opposite and saying, well, I can't afford this and we're going to have a standard um, whatever, like $500 a month, then that is what's going to happen. So it goes back to our first episode when we were talking about like what you define for yourself and like what you think and what you say is going to come to fruition. It's the same with money. If you really believe something either on the low end of the spectrum or the high end of the spectrum, that is what's going to translate. Yeah. It's so funny that you brought that up because I actually have a podcast episode that will be coming out and it is exactly about that, that belief and the trust that it's going to happen. And I talk about how it took me a really long time to get there. And I think it's so it's okay, you can't judge how long it takes you to get there to that believability. And there's something you know, there's things you can do to help with that. But it took me eight months to think that I was capable of making basically 100k a year. So like last year, and I even posted this on Instagram in my stories last October, I wrote in my notebook that like, here's where I am and here's where I want to be. I'm making 1000 less than $1,000 a month. And I want to be making $100,000 a year for eight months. I did not believe it was possible. Like 
I could say it in my head and I could do the work and I could do the affirmations and, but something in the back of my head was still there. I could hear this little tiny voice and I just kept working at it. And one of the things that you can do is called the ladder of believability. Like, what is it that you do believe you can do that is beyond what you're doing now? Like, so then I, you know, so as I set that goal, I'm like, I can't make a hundred K. So then I was like, okay, I'll make five K. So then I I hit my first five K month. And then my next one was like, okay, seven K. And then I can tell you in July, something shifted. And it wasn't like I did something, I didn't do anything huge. It just shifted. And I was like, I know it's happening. I trust 100% that it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. It just is. I hit my first 10K month. Then the next month is a 10K month. And I I still don't know. Like that could be a total fluke. But I still not 100% a fluke. trust. Like I just trust that it will. And I'm just saying that because it can take a long time to feel that. It can take a long time to believe it and trust it. And that's okay. Because you're rewiring those subconscious beliefs that are keeping you from thinking that you can do it. And once you shift, just like you said, you become a magnet to that money. And you you said this earlier too. You don't even have to really know where it's coming from. You just know that it's coming and you've got like, you know, obviously balls in the air, things in motion, projects going on that it could come from, but also be open to new opportunities coming into your life and falling into your lap. You just never know. And that's kind of the cool thing. Like when we are presented with those new opportunities, we're like, oh my gosh, that came out of the blue. I had no idea that I could make that much money from this source. I didn't see it coming. That's what I'm talking about. Like you don't have to think through every part of how you're going to bring in that money, just trusting and knowing. And it sounds like you got to that point in July, which is so freaking cool, where you were like, Oh, okay, here it is. Like something shifted and it just happened. And I believe just from hearing your story and my perspective that you will not go past that $10,000 a month. We talked about this in the previous episode in this series um, about how when you go past your comfort zone and you go through the ceiling, your ceiling becomes your new floor. And I believe that $10,000 a month is your new floor. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm still working on that belief. <laughs> See, but it like, is, it's okay. It is, um, I, I was going to say funny and not really funny, but it is kind of, um, it's true that you have to align your faith and your beliefs with the words and thoughts that you have because you can't, you can't just say it. it you have to get to that place where they totally align. And when it does, like you said, you feel it. You felt that shift and you're like, oh, here I am. It's happening. And it can take a while and going back into the past and like, why do I have this story in my head? So can we talk about that a little bit? Like how to dive into this? And I don't know if this is appropriate here, but I could talk about my like stories that I had in my head yeah, and how I started diving into it. So I just realized it was like one day, a couple of years ago, I was like, wow, it is really hard for me to make the money that I want to make. Why is that? And I just started thinking about it. And I was listening to podcasts too that were like, you know, look into your past. What did your parents say? What did your family believe? And all of that. And I came to this one line or like this one belief that my dad said over and over to me. He still says it to me today. And that is, you need to work really hard. Every time he sees me, he asks me, Megan, are you working hard? That's like Mm. his gauge of success. And I always say yes, because I do work hard. 
yeah, and that's it. Like, oh, good, you're working hard. But then when I really thought about it, I looked at his life and saw that he worked hard his whole life, but he never made above and beyond. Like they were always needing more, you know? So it was like you work hard, but then you still don't have enough or you have just enough. Maybe that's a better way to say that. So that was kind of the story that I held with me. And I don't believe that. I was like, no, I do not accept this. So I started breaking it down and I started journaling and just like working through that and building myself up like you are worthy of more, Megan, talking to myself and just like really digging into it. And some of it's really painful, which kind of goes with this theme of going into discomfort, right? Because going back into our past and rehashing old beliefs and stories isn't always comfortable, but it was really important. So once I did that, it took me a while and I finally got to this place where I was like, whoa, I don't need to work like super, super hard. I can work less and guess what? I can make more money. So that was kind of my theme for the past year and my money that I've been bringing into my business has only been increasing and it's really cool to watch, but it's true. Like I work 25 hours a week and I make a lot more money than I did a handful of years ago. It is worth exploring what your stories are. Um, And some of that stems from family. I mean, what are some other ways or what are some other things or areas that can kind of get in your head? Do you have other examples aside from just like parent beliefs? Yeah. One of the other things that I think comes up is that you can't make more than insert whoever you want. I can't make more than my husband. I can't make more than my parents made. I can't make more than like my coworker. You know, if you're working a nine to five and -and so-and-so has this degree and you're like, I could never make more than them. It doesn't matter like what the situation is. If you think you can't make more than them, then that is a limiting belief that you have that's holding you back in this comfort zone. And, uh, I, you know, those are the ones that I, the other thing that I think, and this gets really abstract and it goes back to this money being energy. I stopped thinking about money being from an effect, meaning from a certain person or a certain job or a boss or whatever. And that money comes from a higher source that money comes from something bigger because it is energy and all energy is stemmed from the same thing. Like it comes from, for me, God, for anybody else, it could be the universe or higher self or whatever, focusing your attention on where the money actually come from, comes from and shifting out of that. It comes from, oh, if I don't get this client that I'm not going to make any money, you know, oh, if I don't get Mediavine, then I'm not going to make the money I want with my blog. Shifting out of it coming from the effect, like from a certain person and moving it to believing that it only comes from whatever it is that you want to believe was a huge shift for me. Mm, I think that is so important, like not putting it on. It's almost like you're making someone else responsible for it, like Mediavine or whatever, insert whatever person or company isn't giving me the money. So it's like taking it out of a person's hands and just putting it into kind of the ether. Like, wait a second, there's something bigger here that is controlling, not controlling, but like providing that energy. Lauren, real quick, I'm going to take a pause and we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Hey, food bloggers. Do you ever get caught up in the confusion about how in the world you are going to make money? 
take the free quiz I've put together for you that is going to help you get to the bottom of this problem. Go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash quiz to find out which stream of revenue is the next perfect one for you. Your results will be personalized based on your answers, and they will provide you with action steps and resources that will help you launch into monetizing your blogging business in a new way. There are truly so many ways to make money as a food blogger, so don't waste another second. Again, go to eblogtalk.com forward slash quiz and get started on your next revenue stream today. Just popping in to tell you guys really quick about how awesome the mastermind program is at eBlog Talk. I know I've talked a little bit about this before here on the podcast, and this time I'm going to dive into something different, a different aspect, which is the guest experts that we are bringing on, which are providing so much magic. As I'm recording this, it is October of 2021, and we've got some amazing guest experts lined up. Uh, Casey Marquis from MediaWise is coming in on Monday to talk to us. Um, We have Chelsea Cole coming in. Leanne from Foodie Digital is coming in in the next couple of months. And the amazing Ronsley Vaz, an amazing podcaster and entrepreneur, is coming on as well. And that's just within a couple of months. So you don't want to miss out on the amazingness of the mastermind program in general. But I just wanted to focus on the guest experts for a moment to let you know that it's pretty dang amazing. So come join us. Go to eblogtalk.com to join the waitlist. We're back from the break. And yes, I do realize that I said the word amazing like 97 times just now. So please forgive me. Um, You still love me, right? So before the break, we were talking about taking the burden off of people's hands or companies' hands and taking the responsibility out of humans, basically, and putting it on something else. So Lauren, why don't you continue with that thought? So we have this thought and the the thought starts and your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings create this vibration and the vibration attracts like vibrations and like to start it in action you have to take action and you kind of mentioned this earlier like you can't attract money or more money into your life or a bigger comfort zone in your money by doing the same things you're already doing and by not taking action you have to and it the action you take doesn't equal what you're going to get back Meaning because I pitched like a very good example of this is because I, uh, a brand I'm working with right now, they had like, I applied, I did a trial shoot. I thought I was applying for something totally different, turned out into this gigantic project. So because I put this energy out, what I think is going to get, is going to come back doesn't mean it will. Or I pitched to someone who never responded to me and she referred me to a brand. Like, I don't know how it ever oh. equaled out, but then the brand reached out to me. So like, just because you take that action, you may think that action is not going to lead to something, but you have to start doing some kind of work for things to start opening up for you. And that comes from a higher source. <laughs> yes. And that is a good point too, that you can't just put the beliefs and thoughts out there and just sit back on the couch and expect them to, the money to start rolling into your bank account, right? Like you actually do have to take action. And I always say this like when you're inspired. So don't work your butt off doing who knows what and you don't even know what your goals are. But take that inspired action and like 
take those steps and keep moving forward. And I love that you got a source of money, revenue from somewhere that you didn't expect because you took action in another way. That is such a great example. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. And I think that um, another thing to think about when you're thinking of comfort zones, that it doesn't even have to be a mindset thing. I mentioned earlier that you can have comfort zones and I'm not a financial advisor and I am not perfect at any of this. (laughs) Let's just throw that out there. But you can have these comfort zones when it comes to spending, saving, debt, and earning. And when you have these comfort zones, like your subconscious brain is actually in charge of this. And so because it loves to be safe and because your current like comfort zone and belief system may be like, I'm okay having $30,000 of debt. And right now I have 20, so I'm okay with it. Like it doesn't matter what, if your belief is that that's okay, your subconscious mind is going to allow you to keep changing that and, you know, increasing the debt. Or for example, like say you were really comfortable with, um, like making $50,000 a year, that's where you know you can survive. That's where you know, like, I'm okay here. Like we pay our bills barely, whatever. That's where I'm at. Your subconscious mind knows that right now you're surviving on $50,000 a year. If you suddenly get a job and you're making $90,000 a year, you may self-sabotage because you're not aware of these comfort zones and constantly be spending. Or, you know, you never find, you'll find yourself into this place where you're not ever seeing or reaping the benefits of making more money. And it's really, you always hear this example of like when someone wins the lottery, uh, like, I don't know the percentage, but they all blow through it. And it's because those comfort zones and those beliefs that they have about money, it doesn't feel safe for them, even though they don't know that that's what they're doing. Their body is like, this is not safe. Get rid of this freaking money, you know? (laughs) That's a great example. It's so true. I think it's like nearly all people who win the lottery lottery literally go through that. Like like you just said, Lauren, they don't even know what's going on. They're probably like, whoa, I just had millions of dollars and now it's gone. And the self-sabotage thing is so real. It's crazy, isn't it? That we can like get back to that baseline by sabotaging ourselves. Like, wait a second. This is not where I'm comfortable at. We need to get back to that level that we are comfortable at. Um, So how do we start doing that? And how do we get like really uncomfortable with money, specifically in business? And I, I have one thought and then I'll ask you what you think. But personally, I think that if you are at a certain comfort zone with your finances, what you're bringing into your business and you don't like it, you want to bring in more then one way to do that, one way to get uncomfortable is to start investing in things that you know are going to help you grow because that for a lot of people, myself included, is very uncomfortable. So that could be like investing in a coach that you know is going to bring you to the next level or investing in a membership or like a mastermind or something along those lines that's full of people who you know are going to help you, you know, bring you to the next level, that sort of thing. Um, so what are your thoughts? What are some other ways to kind of like just get really uncomfortable with money if we want to go beyond that comfort zone? Uh, well, I think just to add to that, that was a really good point about investing in yourself. And it really goes into like, if you take a look at the person, like say you there's somebody out there in the entrepreneurial world or blogging world that you really admire and they're making so much money and you're like, I, I want that. I can do that. I, and that's what I want to go after where are you now? And where is that person? And what is it going to take you to get to that? And most likely you can't, 
you can't stay the person you are now. And I don't want that. Well, I can let that come off like rude or not rude, but like tough love, (laughs) tough love. That's a better word. You can't stay who you are now because if who you are now was able to have the things that you want, you would already have them. So that means that you need to grow and you need to either develop a new skill or you need to work on limiting beliefs or you need to, you need to do something to change who you are now to become the person that it is that has that. And that most likely means that you need to gain a new skill, just like you're saying. So I think that that's a a really good way to look at that. Like you can't expect to be a photographer that makes, you know, a hundred K a year if your photography is not good, like you have to get better at that skill. And then um, I think that like, it kind of goes back to the same thing uh, is working on those new normals for yourself. One of the things that I had to start doing when I first started doing all of this work is when I would spend money because it was before I I was like making very much within the business and, you know, I, we were just on my husband's income. And so the things were kind of the same. And as I was working on shifting my beliefs and shifting, I still felt myself go into those thoughts like, oh, I, I can't spend money on this or that grocery bill was, I always refer to the grocery store because I spend so much money there. And every time I do, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> that's so much money. And one of the things that I read somewhere, same with you, I don't know where I read it, like telling yourself or imagining that you're giving that person money. And like by giving that person that money, you've changed their life or just shifting that narrative of whatever's happening on that story that you have right now, very slowly, if you need to, to help get you out of that comfort zone and to also start becoming the magnet to money that you're wanting to attract or be like. So for me, if I wanted to be the person that could go to the grocery store and spend whatever money and not worry about it, then I couldn't be the person that goes to the grocery store every day and worry about how much money I was spending. I had to be the person that didn't. So I had to come up with a way to trick my subconscious mind to not feel that way every time I went to the grocery store. And you can do that through visualizations or journaling or, but like your subconscious mind doesn't know whether it's real or not. So it had no idea that I really wasn't giving that person money. I wasn't (laughs) gifting them $400 for whatever. So doing little shifts, I think are really helpful. That's so important. I like just like our money stories and everything we're talking about with the things we carry around and say about money every day. Um, this is the same. Like, what is that feeling you get in your stomach when you give money to your electric company? Are you like, oh, I have to pay this bill again? So just tweaking that a little bit and maybe putting a spin on it. Like, thank God I have electricity or I am so grateful that I get to pay for electricity. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like I could be in a third world country right now where I don't have electricity. So putting a positive spin when you are giving money away and doing that over and over is going to eventually help you to rewrite your stories. But I think it comes back to also like being aware of that and just noting because I feel like so many of us go through our days not even really knowing what we're thinking or saying. We just do it. We complain about this or that or have positive thoughts about other things. Um, So being aware, slowly rewriting those stories and reframing our thoughts. I like that you mentioned visualization. Do you ever like do you want to talk about that? Do you do that with specifically money and how like how does that look for you? Yeah. Well, first, I want to talk about that you you touched on gratitude. And I think gratitude is huge when it comes to creating more abundance in your life. And so it's not just about having gratitude when you're writing your bills. It's about having gratitude for what you have now, whether it's enough or it's not enough for your house that you may not like, and it's not your dream house, but having gratitude for what you have. Because when you 
come from a place of not having gratitude, you're still coming from a place of lack. And what, again, like attracts like, and that is going to attract more lacked. So coming from a place of abundance and gratitude is so helpful. So I'm glad that you touched on that because you should really be thankful. And if you can't think of even like the smallest, like think of the smallest thing you can. Sometimes I'm like, I really love my bed. Thank you for my bed. Like, anything, <laughs> the smallest things. Like my house isn't super nice, like, but I can come up with stuff that I'm really grateful for, with, for within my house. Um, the things that I think are really helpful, visualizations, I actually have a, I'm trying to think of where it's at on my podcast, or if it's, I have two um, visualizations. One for sure, if you sign up for my email, but that was not a plug, but <laughs> I was just trying to figure out where it's at. Um, you can have your visualiz a couple ways. One of my favorite ones to do, and I actually do this visualization in the money manifestation challenge that I do is that I like to think about money raining. And so I visualize my day like waking up in the morning and I wake up to the sound of money raining. And I think this is from from a book or something I read again, I don't know what I did not come up with this visualization on my own. And you like think about going throughout your day with the money just raining down on you and like you have to scoop it out of the way. And that's Sometimes visualizations are hard for me, but because I can think of the sound of money and I can think of what it would feel like to push money away from my coffee pot as I pour my coffee, like that has been one of the most powerful visualizations that I've done. But you can just spend five minutes a day um, thinking about what your life is going to be like, visualizing that version of you that already has all of the abundance that you want and spending time concentrating on that. If you have a hard time visualizing, I think it's really helpful to uh, write it out on a piece of paper. Uh, right now, one of the things that I have is I wrote out something like a journal entry and I put it out to the future. So I write like it's December 31st, 2021. And I can't believe how this year ended. I'm making X amount of money. And this is, I wrote out everything that happened, you know, quotations. And that's kind of like a visualization, but I'm programming my subconscious mind with that every time I'm reading it, because that's it's giving my subconscious mind commands to start making those things happen. Because your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real, like what's in front of us and what's not, right? So if you're visualizing something and you are feeling those emotions, like you're there and it's real for you in your head, then those things start to come to fruition because it doesn't know the difference. Right, right. It starts to create that for you in many ways. It Again, it shifts your beliefs. So you start seeing more of that. You start seeing more of the abundance or you, it starts like opening up ideas. You know, you, if you think you don't have money or whatever that comfort zone is around money, if that's your belief, you're not going to be able to think of something else. But if you shift that mindset and start opening up that, your subconscious mind is going to start allowing more ideas. Because like we said before on the first episode, or I don't remember now, <laughs> it's the ultimate computer. It knows everything you need to know. And so it's going to help you see things you didn't see, more opportunities that you wouldn't have seen before. The visualization, I believe, is so powerful. You were saying earlier, like for some people, it's really hard to visualize. For me, it's not. And I don't know if it's because I'm like an avid dreamer. I remember dreams all the time and I can kind of like put myself in that, not dream mode, but just like picturing mode. 
So that is a huge one for me. I do that a ton. One of the other things that I feel like is really helpful about helping you regulate your nervous system and your emotions and how you're feeling within your body around money. Because I think what happens is that you can start working on your mindset, but you're still so trained trained within your nervous system to like when you're walking to your mailbox and you're nervous, like your heart's like, oh my God, am I going to get a bill? You know, you your body's used to all of those things. And one of the things that I think are very helpful about getting over limiting beliefs with money, bringing in more abundance is using something called EFT or emotional freedom technique. It is really powerful when it comes to money mindset. And anytime I'm struggling with something when it comes to money, or anytime I've taught it to anyone, you automatically feel better. And it helps you move out some of those negative blocks. So that's something else somebody, you know, people can look into. I have some on like on Instagram, on IGTV, like there's all kinds of resources out there. You can reach out to me. I can help you. I think even Sam and I from Frosting and Fettuccine, we did a live on money mindset and I went through an EFT on there. So there's tons of free resources out there to do this. And I promise that they help you. Oh, I know. This is one thing that I resisted for a little bit because I had heard the same thing from other people. But I finally did it. I looked on YouTube. And if you can literally, first of all, like you can go onto YouTube and search EFT for literally anything like anxiety, money, um, confidence, like fill in the blank with whatever you're needing. What do you think that is? Is it like a like a distraction from your thinking? Is it like a, a refocus? Why does it work so well? Well, it's a couple of things. So it actually involves two things. And then it involves like somatics so that you're actually tapping onto the body. And it involves your thoughts, so your subconscious mind. And so to speak to it very generally, you are actually interrupting like and creating electrical flows. You're tapping on when you're tapping on those points, those are your meridian points in the body. And you're creating and moving energy out that's stuck. And when we have negative thoughts, they get stuck in our body and vice versa. When our body is like not doing well, things get stuck there. So it kind of creates this effect where if you're having these negative thoughts around money, you are there are they are stuck in your body somewhere. And you can tap that out. And the way I like to do it is I always teach to like tap it out the negative, it helps reduce the way that feels the way that really bad things feels to you. So when you're tapping, you're saying something like, I'm really scared money's not going to come in this month. And you can tap on that the entire time. I'm really scared money's not going to come in, it lowers the effect that that thought has on you. That's one of the ways that it works. I always encourage people to tap in a positive because when you remove space from one, some, you know, like if you're moving energy out, you want to put positive energy in. And then I always teach people, teach people to tap in something positive so that you're working on reprogramming that subconscious mind along with it. So it's two things. You're actually working on the mind and the subconscious and you're working within the body and moving that energy out. I think if this sounds at all intriguing, if you're listening and like, whoa, I've never heard of that, just try it. Go into YouTube. There are some videos that are really well done that are really short. Like you can do a three to five to 10 minute video and just follow along and just kind of like trust in it. It might feel weird at first because it did for me for the first few times. One of the reasons it can feel weird or it can feel like it's not working is that you want to say things that really resonate with you and you want to tune into the feelings. So that person may be saying something that doesn't resonate with you, but once you learn 
the, the method, because this is something you can do anytime. You do not need a practitioner. Like once you've learned how to do it, you don't need someone to take you through it all the time to say things that are important to you or that mean something to you. So if it's not working, it could be that it's just not saying the right quote unquote pain points for you. We have given so many reasons or not reasons, but we've given people so many ways to step out of their comfort zones regarding money. Uh, I'm just going to go through what I have down and tell me if I'm missing anything, but you can start just really practicing gratitude. And that seems weird that that's like, quote, uncomfortable. But if you're not in the groove of doing that, it can be really weird and uncomfortable. So gratitude for everything, every penny you have, everything you have, visualization, try it. It's super powerful. I've seen amazing things come to fruition in my life from visualization alone. Um, Lauren mentioned EFT. Give that a try. Journaling. Find some of those stories that you want to rewrite and like limiting beliefs that you have around money and just start journaling them out. Notice your self-talk. What are you saying over and over every day that you need to kind of rewrite as well and work on that? Invest in your business. So if you want to improve your skills in certain areas, if you want to improve whatever comes into your um, into your business in your life, then start investing in those right places, those right people. Really good to-do list. <laughs> Comprehensive list. So yeah, you guys have a lot to work on. And then I also wanted to say too that there, first of all, like this is an ongoing process. I am not... I am not an expert in like money. I am not perfect, so far from perfect. And I I know Lauren would probably say the same thing and there's no judgment. So anything that's worked for me has been a long time coming. It's been a whole lifetime of working on all of this stuff. Um, Some of it without even knowing. So yeah, I just wanted to say that like I am not judging anyone. I'm not saying like you should stop thinking those thoughts about money because we all do it. We've all been there. This comes from a place of love and just wanting to raise up our community and just being a woman entrepreneur, honestly, just helping each other lift up and earn more money, earn the money that you're worth and feel that you're valuable and you're worthy and all of that good stuff. Okay, well, I think we covered this episode actually went a lot longer than Lauren and I anticipated. We thought that we wouldn't have this much to discuss, but it turns out we did. Money is important. And maybe that really quick, like just because you want money or you want to expand your circle of what you bring into your business, it's not greedy. I know that I was stuck in that. Yeah, that's a limiting belief in itself. So I thought that for a long time because honestly, I was raised to believe that like if you have money or if you want more money than what you have or what's like comfortable, then you are being greedy. That took me a while to understand like, oh, that's something that was programmed into me to use Lauren's words. And I had to rewrite that story. So I just wanted to bring the the whole greed aspect of it up as well. Yeah. Or money. Money is evil. Yeah. Money is evil. Right. Movies from the 80s when they portrayed like all the the bad people were all like really rich and wealthy. And I mean, I think that some of that is programmed into us as well because... Oh, for sure. I grew up seeing all of that on the screen and believing it. Like, oh, that evil jerk, that evil rich jerk. What is he thinking? <laughs> mm-hmm. I Yeah. And, and that's a perfect example of how, as I mentioned before, like we have these beliefs, but they're not facts. And 
the truth is, is that money is going to amplify whatever it is that you already are. If you are evil, (laughs) it probably is going to make you more evil. If you're a good person and you're a generous person, it's going to make you more generous. And you can see examples of that all over, like whatever it is that you believe, if you believe that it's evil, then you're going to find those, those examples. But there's also just as many examples of how good money can be for the world and and how people use it for good. And it definitely, I think that's a huge one, actually, that I'm glad we did say before we ended. Yeah, like the, the thing, the good things that you are going to do when you have excess money need you, like those causes or those, maybe those people you support or the VAs or other people that you hire, they need you. So that's always a good way for me to kind of refocus and say, oh, wait a second. It's not greedy because I'm not going to be an evil, greedy jerk with the abundance of money. I am going to do good things with it. I'm going to support the causes that I believe in. I'm going to hire people who need the work. And I think that's just such a good way to look at it. Like you, if you are a good person, like Lauren said, you are going to do good generous things with money. You are not going to be like those evil men on the 80s movies. (laughs) I think that's a great way to end. So in our next episode in this series, we are going to touch on Lauren's audience isn't specifically blog, but we are going to touch on like blog traction because Eat Blog Talk audience is, you know, mostly bloggers. And we're also going to touch on new skills and how we can break free of our comfort zones in those areas. So tune into that episode. We'll see you back here then. And thank you, Lauren, so much for this amazing conversation. All right. Thank you, Megan. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.